Welcome to The Bear and the Ball. I am your host, Nick Webster. Today, delighted to welcome to the show, Shay Haddo, who is an expert coach and speaker on confidence and mindset for female athletes. Currently, she's the founder of the Alpha Girl Confident Academy, the host of the Alpha Girl Confident podcast, and the author of the best-selling book, She the Confident. Shay, welcome to The Bear and the Ball. Thanks, Nick. Great introduction. Excited to be here. Great. So let's jump straight into this. Why did this come about? How did this all start? Where is the genesis of this unbelievable platform? What was the what was the moment? What was the eureka that you went, I've got to do something and this is it? Yeah, I mean, I guess it started back when I was 12 and it wasn't so much a eureka moment, but a oh crap moment. Um, so when I was 12, before that, I was really confident fast, just everything was going well. And then when I was 12, I tore my ACL. So that was obviously a very difficult nine month injury as a 12 year old. Um, And from that point on, I really struggled with my confidence. I was terrified of making mistakes. I didn't want to let my teammates down. And that really kind of evolved and even grew stronger. And then when I was 15, I almost quit. I was like struggling with the recruiting process. I wasn't confident. I lost my love of the game. And luckily, I decided to keep playing. I uh, got recruited to play at uh, Virginia Commonwealth University and then transferred over to Utah State. But even when I was in college, like I still struggle with confidence. And when I started coaching after college, I was like, hmm, a lot of the girls that I'm working with are seeming to have the same issues that I had when I was their age. So I kept coaching for a while and I kept noticing like the same thing. So I started my own um, private training academy and even with those girls, I noticed it. And so I, the eureka moment then for me was that I wanted to help girls more on the mental side of things because I felt like it was where I could make the biggest impact. Um, And so it was, it was like right before COVID actually where I transitioned from my like in-person soccer training to more so of the mental performance confidence side of things. And I'm so glad I made that transition because uh, especially with COVID, I think mental health and confidence is something that kids are struggling with now more than ever. Um, So yeah, that was kind of my eureka moment uh, in a nutshell. So confidence is one of these mysterious things though that just kind of seemingly floats in the ether and... (laughs) can come and go on a whim you know yeah it can come and go within a fraction of a of of, of a beat you know from from feeling like i can produce anything i want on a soccer pitch to oh my god i hope no one passes me the ball yeah yeah talk to me about the importance of coaches and mentors in this process yeah i mean when i was you know, for my youth career, I had I had amazing coaches, but I didn't really have any mentors. I didn't really have anyone that I could help me with uh, the anxiety and the confidence and the mindset issues. So I think it's so important whether it is the coach or whether, you know, these athletes find mentors that they can find mentors to kind of meet them where they're at. You know, like coaches and mentors that can get to know them as human beings and and people off the field. Because as a coach, you have like, what, 18 to 30, you know, athletes that you're managing on the day-to-day basis. 
And so it's hard to get to know all of your athletes on a personal level. So I, I, that's why I'm a huge advocate of finding mentors. And that could be like a private coach or something like that. But, but really having a mentor, um, I know would have helped me out of, out of a lot of things and is why I do what I do now. As, as a player that may be having confidence issues, talk to me, what, what, what does that feel like? Where do you feel like the gaps are? How hard is it? to ask for help? Um, well, the number one thing I see with girls specifically um, with struggling with confidence is they're afraid to make mistakes because they aren't confident. And the reason why they're afraid to make mistakes in addition to not being confident is because they don't want to let their teammates down. Like I've asked hundreds of girls that question and that's always the number one answer is I don't want to let my teammates down. Um, so that's the number one thing I see. And then like, the, like kind of the gap of like, I don't want to let my teammates down and I don't want to let my coaches down. And a lot of girls um, will start out being confident, right? And then maybe play for a coach that destroys their confidence. Like there's a handful of girls that I work with personally that just went through that process of like, I need to regain my confidence, and I talk about confidence in a way of it's not just like knowing you can do something, but it's having like the, the confidence to try, the confidence to fail, the confidence to get out of your comfort zone, right? And so it's more so for me, it's I'm trying to help kids and girls rediscover that confidence and kind of whatever doubt that they've been put on them from coaches or from themselves or parents or from society, it's like kind of just peeling back those layers of doubt so that they can play with confidence, have fun, and like play how they know really, really know how to play. So t- talk about some some tools. Yeah. And also yeah. explain to me, and, th- and this is probably one of the hardest things to do, uh, even, even male players, is to go to your coach and say, coach, you're shattering me. Coach, yeah. you're taking away my love of the game. Coach, it isn't fun anymore. Coach, you're killing my confidence. And, and, Knowing, you know, look, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a coach uh, myself, and I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm a very good coach. To hear one of my players say that would absolutely destroy me. Yeah. Um, but I think on the other side of the, the coin, there, there's coaches there who go, well, I don't care. You know? Yeah. You know, perform, perform, and I'll give you confidence. So how... Give me, give me an example of how a, a, a young, let's call it a young 15-year-old girl, a young Shay can go up to their coach and have a meaningful, deep conversation that is vulnerable, that is truth, yeah. and that will eventually and hopefully be beneficial to both parties. Yeah, I mean, that's probably got to be one of the hardest conversations that uh, an athlete can have and maybe that a coach can hear, right? But I think it's an important one, and it's one I never even thought about having there was no way I would have had that conversation with my coach like I was way too scared didn't have that enough courage or confidence to even have that right so I think it's starting with like whenever I talk to my girls about how to have a tough conversation it's always like leading with gratitude right to kind of bring that person's walls down and be like hey coach I know that when you give me feedback or criticize me on the field that you're just trying to help me that you believe in me but when you do xyz it makes me feel, you know, be honest about how it makes you feel. And, and I think 
leading with gratitude and then like just being really honest about how it makes you feel as a player. Like if that coach is not receptive to that, is it maybe time to find a new coach? Right. And and here's the thing, though, is I don't believe that a coach is responsible for a player's confidence. Like you are responsible for your confidence. Can someone help you become more confident? Yes. Can a, can someone destroy your confidence? Yes. But it's not a coach's responsibility, but it is, I think, the responsibility to cultivate an environment that helps their confidence as much as possible. Bring up a really interesting thought there, that it's not the coach's responsibility for your confidence. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like every part of me wants to push back. Yeah, let's hear it. And say, Shay, I, I, don't, I don't agree with you. And I don't agree with you because I know and have experienced the influence I hate using the word power, yeah. but the influence coaches have over players' mindsets. And I've seen on many occasions coaches, like we just discussed, destroy players. So if confidence is your responsibility, there must be a component of learned confidence. Because confidence, confidence isn't a given, right? Or, or, or is it? That's so funny that you asked that because I literally last night was thinking about this question. I used to think that you had to always earn confidence. And I think to a point you do. But if you look back to a baby, when a baby learns how to walk, it's confident. It's not worried about failing. It's not worried about what other people are going to think of it. So I think in a way, we have this innate sense of confidence Um, But I think when it comes to sport, uh, and I want to say maybe an innate sense of confidence, innate sense of worth, right? And like coaches or parents or society can can cover that up. Um, And I think in sports, confidence is earned. Uh, You do have to work for it. Uh, Like that is the work. Um, And I think a coach can destroy confidence a lot easier than they can build confidence. So I think confidence... You can't outsource it, meaning I am not responsible for building my girl's confidence. I can give them the tools. I can guide them. I can mentor them. But at the end of the day, it has to come from them. And I believe the same thing is true for coaches. Again, their responsibility as a coach is to cultivate their players, to develop their players beyond the field. But at the end of the day, no one is responsible for someone else's confidence so are you saying then and you can tell me if i'm wrong are you saying that confidence is a learned skill i think it's i think think so yeah so if it's a learned skill we have to be i think it's a relearning a relearning okay so if it's a relearned skill are we are we taking cues from our intrinsic selves or are we taking cues and wanting cues from the extrinsic which would be the coach slash mentor slash parent i think we are for the most part taking those in extrinsic cues but i think we need to build confidence from an intrinsic perspective 
right? Like, like getting great feedback and having that extrinsic feedback is great, can help build confidence, but it's short lived. It can be shaken up. Right. For example, a coach tells you you're great, you feel confident, and then the next day you get benched. That's not real confidence, in my opinion. Real confidence is when you feel confident whether you get benched or you don't get benched. That doesn't mean that your confidence is always flatlined. It's going to go up and down, but it never gets shaken to its core just based on the external. That's the goal that I'm trying to get people to see with confidence. Is there's kind of this unshakable core. So... That being the case, give us some tips and tricks that you use on your clients. If you can, mm-hmm. you use on your clients when they come to you and say, Shay, uh, you know, last week I was in the start in 11. I was fantastic. And to use your example, this week, the coaches bench me out of nowhere. No, no rhyme, no reason, no explanation. He named the start in 11. I wasn't in it. Boom. And, and that's yes. one of the yes. worst things a coach can do, by the way. But let's, let's use that example. Yeah. So humans are meaning making machines. So a lot of times a coach will bench you and you'll make it mean, oh, I'm not good enough. Oh, I suck. Oh, I don't belong on this team. We tend to make a negative meaning out of something. So first thing you can do is ask your coach, like, hey, coach, I'm just curious. Why did I get benched? You know, just come from a place of genuine curiosity so you can see the truth of it. Because a lot of the times our negative thoughts come in and we make it mean this absolutely untrue, disempowering thing. So get to the root of the truth of what it is, right? And same thing with mistakes. When you make a mistake, it doesn't mean that you suck. It doesn't mean you're not good enough. It means that maybe you need to put more pace on the ball. We tend to make these external things, make it mean something about us as human beings. And that's just not the truth. So anytime you have a negative feedback or negative thoughts like ask yourself is this true if not what is true so that that's like again with a mistake it could be a negative feedback you got from your coach but the first thing is ask your coach ask your coach hey why did I get benched what can I do to not get more playing time but what can I do to help the team so I'm assuming you you know you work with collegiate players, high school club. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take I'm going to st- step out of there for a second and go to the elite. In your professional estimation, who do you think is the most mentally strong female player on the US national team today? Hmm, give me one sec. And why? That's a really that's a really good question. I'm going to have to go with one of the veterans. The first person that comes to my mind is Kelly O'Hara because she is a competitor. Like she's also a huge team player. She's going to do whatever is best for the team, but she's going to go out there and like compete and fight and battle. And she's gone through many injuries. She's come back from many injuries. So that, that's my answer. Um, if you ask me after I do a little studying, it might be different, but that's the first one that comes to my head. And I think she just got back into the squad as well, if I'm not mistaken. I think yeah. she was on yeah. the outside and the new squad just got announced for the, uh, for the upcoming friendly games and, and she's back in the squad. Meanwhile, yeah. someone perhaps 
one of the most famous national team players of all time, Alex Morgan, has been left out. Right. So let's put yourself... I want you to put yourself in Alex's shoes right now. Here you go. You know, you've you've represented your country, I, I think it's close to 200 times. Won the World Cup, I think, twice. You're one of the top goal scorers of all time. And you've just been left out of the squad. Where do you think Alex Morgan's head's at right now? I mean, I think her head, which I think is probably the truth, is that they're giving other younger players opportunities to be seen. Like, if I'm Alex, they know they know how I play. They know the type of leader I am. Um, and right now with this friendly roster, they're giving other players the chance to play. You, th- you think as a, as a competitor, as someone who wants to win, who's someone who wants to be in the starting 11 every single game, do you think she's just, ah, yeah, we're giving the youngsters a go? Because remember, at, at this elite level, you give a youngster a go, you may never get back in the team again. That's true. That's, that's true. That's so, that, that's, I think the truth of this situation is they're giving the youngsters a go. Do I think Alex is just chilling and happy with it? No, because she's a competitor. And like you said, if you play at that level, you want to play. You compete. It doesn't mean that you're a jerk to your teammates, but you compete for yourself and you compete for your teammates and you compete for your country. And so I do believe that Alex wants to play. She wants those minutes. But I also... If she's looking at the bigger picture, is this the best decision for the team right now? I don't know the answer to that, but that could be her thinking. Now, at the Elite, to get to that point, your mindset has got to be unbelievable and unshakable. And yet, do you still think these players need that mentorship, that that help to, to maintain the levels? Or do you think by that stage of their career, they're like, I got this. Yeah, no, I think people think that they don't ever need the help or ever go through dips. But I've I've talked to, you know, a, a couple of players that have played at the World Cup level that have gone through some of the most difficult times of their lives at that level. And so just because you're at that level doesn't mean that you've made it as far as your mental performance, your confidence, like any new stage, any new level, any new challenge is going to require you to dig deep and like reach into that resilient mindset. So I think that almost at the elite levels, they sometimes need it more because of the pressures that they face. Talk to me about the, the importance of grit. You know, I'm a big fan of Carol Dweck and and that book and, and how to to form grit, even though it's you know once again I think it's an intrinsic skill. How would you how would you go about framing what grit looks like and how a young teenage girl can start tapping into that? I mean, it's I think it's putting yourself in situations that make you uncomfortable. Like you got to do that first. You have to be. You have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable, right? Because if you never put yourself in those situations, you're never going to build that grit that you're talking about. So I think it is taking chances, um, forgetting what people think about you and how they feel about you and um, doing what you value and following your values. I think that's part of grit too, especially in today's day and age where social media is everywhere and everyone has an opinion of you. I think it's also 
staying true to who you are and the process. And that I think takes a lot of courage and produces a lot of grit too. It's interesting because I think some of it is like, it maybe it feels a little counterintuitive because what we're saying is with grit, don't be afraid to make mistakes. And yet when we talk about confidence, it seemingly revolves around mistakes and, and, and that mistake can sap the confidence away. So they, they, those two ideas seemingly clash together. Is there a middle ground? I don't think they clash, to be honest. I think they're on the same wavelength because to me, the only way you're going to build confidence is by going out and making mistakes. Not trying to make a mistake, that's not confidence. Going out and making a mistake and trying again and again and again, that's confidence. So confidence is just having the willingness to fail, right? And so that's what I believe true confidence is. And so I think that they're very much intertwined. Like if someone were to say, hey, Shay, what's one thing I can do to build my confidence today? I'd say get outside your comfort zone, go do something scary, and don't make it mean anything negative about you if and when you fail. So the F word failure uh there's so much there's so much power surrounding it how can how can we go about making failure something that we should almost embrace i mean i i'm i'm, I'm good friends with eric winolda uh <laughs> former national team player and in practice he would say to his players i want you to play at 70 miles an hour i want you i want you to be in charge of this car and I want you to crash the car, okay? <laughs> because only by crashing the car will you learn how far you can push the car. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, I, you know, I think that's a, that's a wonderful an, uh, an analogy of, of how we can embrace failure. Um, to to a, an impressionable, you know, teenager, they may look at you, though, and go, hmm? So if, if, if we were to work together right now to come up with an analogy that, that has the same kind of potent power and message, where, where do you think we could go with this? I mean, I think a simple analogy, <laughs> I'm looking at my backyard right now because I like to use nature as analogies, right? So a lot of times um, when people plant a tree, they, they brace it too closely and they want to protect it too much. They don't want it to sway on its own. And then as soon as they take away the brace of that tree and a storm comes, it falls over because it didn't develop strong roots. So I like to use that analogy because, and same thing with parenting and coaching is like support and brace your kids, but don't brace them too closely because then when obstacles come, they're not going to know how to handle it. And so the same thing is what makes this roots of the tree strong? Adversity. You know, rain, wind, you know, um like the tree moving, like obstacles. That's what makes the tree strong. And that's what makes humans strong. Think of it the same lifting weights. If you lift marshmallows, are you going to get stronger? No. If you lift heavy weights, your muscles are going to rip, but that's how you get stronger. All right. So those are two analogies, but it's the same thing with, with, with mindset and confidence is you have to, you have to go through challenges, adversity, mistakes, and failure in order to really build confidence. So before I let you go there, I'm going to put you on the spot. Okay, give me your biggest failure and give me your greatest success. Oh, man, I feel like I failed a lot in my business recently. Not that it's been a, so a, a couple, 
I think it was last year. I almost quit. I I was almost ready to tie up the boots, so to say, um, and do something else. I thought maybe this isn't for me. Maybe I'm not making the impact that I want to make. And that was, I, I wouldn't call it a failure, but it was a really dark time for me where I was almost ready to mourn and grieve the thing that I loved so much. And it's been a rocky road since then. It's been ups and downs and love and and just so many different emotions that have come with that. So I would say that's my biggest failure, but almost at the same time, my biggest success, you know, like not giving up, Um, continuing when the days get hard, when I feel like I'm not making an impact to record the podcast anyways, to write the email anyways, to help the girls anyways, like to do those things when I feel like no one is listening and watching. I feel like that's all also my greatest success in a way. Yeah, success and failure, just separated by a very, very yeah. gossamer thin line. Right. Um, how can my listeners get hold of you and what can they expect when they, when they yep. meet Shea Haddo? Yeah, so they can, on my website is just alphagirlconfidence.com. And then I have a podcast, which is the Alpha Girl Confidence Podcast. Um, I talk to mostly girls in my podcast, but also parents and coaches around a lot of things that we've talked about today. Mistakes, getting outside your comfort zone, comparison, competing. Um, So just everything surrounding not just sport, but also navigating being a a teenage athlete. Um, So they'll just find real raw not not just advice and tips and tricks, but, you know, my experience and how I navigated, you know, the, the tough times in my life. Um, so, yeah, go go check out that. And also on Instagram at Shea Haddo. Shea Haddo, founder of Alpha Girl Confidence. Thank you so much for coming on the Bear and the Ball. And for more on CalSouth, as always, go to CalSouth.com and you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. And thank you to many of our sponsors, such as Trace. Sporting goods. Anyway, the bear and the bull will be back next week.